Edgar. And Jeffrey likes to say, I have the same forehead as him, which, if you've seen it, is not a compliment. But yes, hello, I'm Carly Barner, if I haven't met you before. This is my first time up here. So I'm super excited. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm really excited to be with you guys tonight and continue our series on being sent. So through scripture, we see God's heart for his people and that he uses people that already know him to, um, to reach others for his name. And so we're going to be looking at a really special section of scripture tonight. It's one of my favorites. And it's this just um, beautiful moment between Jesus and his close friends. And so we're going to be looking at Matthew 28, 18 to 20 tonight. Some of you might know it. And to give you some context, so Jesus has died and he has risen again and he's been chilling with his friends for a little bit, and now he's about to ascend back up to heaven. So can you imagine if you like knew this was your last time with your closest friends, like how intentional you would be about what you were about to say to them? And so this is, yeah, this beautiful moment between him and his friends that they've been through some stuff, right, together. So he is really giving us a beautiful picture into that moment. And it's not only spoken for them, but also for us. So let's dive in and read what Jesus says. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. So I thought it would be easiest if we kind of started our way at the top and kind of worked our way down. So let's look back at verse 18, where Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So what does authority mean? If you're like me, you can spell authority, you can use it in a sentence. But if someone asks you to, to define it, you're like, I got nothing. So I went to my good friend Google and asked, what does authority mean? And this is what they told me. Authority is the power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. It's the power to do these things. Jesus doesn't just have the desire to do something, but he holds the power to actually do something about it. And this is good news, right? Because what would it be like if Jesus loved us, he cared about us, he even could see what was going on in our lives, but he had no power to do anything about it. His words would feel a little meaningless, right? If, if he couldn't do anything about our sin, if he couldn't do anything about our separation with God, or if he couldn't even do anything about our day-to-day -day circumstances. And that's why his authority means everything. He does have power to do something about these things. And where exactly is authority given to him? No biggie, just all heaven and all earth. And I know sometimes when we use like all or every, it's such a like all-encompassing word that you can't even start to think what's included in that. And so I wanted to just skim the surface of what's included in all 
Jesus' authority. We see Jesus' authority in his act as the creator of all things. So all things were made through him. Land, water, mountains, oceans, turtles, dust bunnies, whatever you can think of, he has made it. And without him, there wouldn't be like a worse version of things or like partial version of like stuff. No, there would be nothing. But that's not it. Not only did he create everything, but he sustains the world. He upholds the universe by the word of his power. All the electrons everywhere in the universe maintain their path and speed by the will of Jesus Christ. Have you guys ever thought of that as you're like studying for your science exam and like you don't even know what this molecule thing is and you're like, oh my gosh, Jesus like not only created this, but he's upholding it to do what it was created to do. I personally didn't, but if you do, that's awesome. And we could keep going, right? Like if he holds all authority, it means he rules over everything from the weather to viruses He rules over Satan, and he even rules over sin and death. He has the power to save us from the death that we could never save ourselves from. And that's just like a speck of his authority. So let's go back to our passage. Let's look at the next thing Jesus says. He says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. So he just comes from talking about his authority and transitions to talk about our action. He's saying, in light of this power that I hold, go. Go and make disciples. Or another way of saying that is, go and tell people the good news, that I have died for their sins, and that they can have a personal relationship with their creator, God. But then he even goes on to say, tell them... Tell them to obey what I have taught you. And I know the word obey, it's like, ooh, we kind of cringe. We're like, we're rebellious. We don't like that. But think about it. If Jesus is the author and creator of life, he knows how life is supposed to be lived. And so he's telling them, go and tell them how to live life how it's intended where abundance and fulfillment will come from. And Jesus even tells us who we're to make disciples of. He says, all nations, which, yes, that means we are to go out into OU, into Athens, into Ohio even, but it also means we're to go out into the world. So right now, in the year 2022, there are 3.2 billion unreached people in the world. And unreached means that they have little to no access to the gospel. It means that they will live and they will die never hearing that Jesus has made a way for them. That's 40% of our world. That isn't just like a small like blip. That's 40% of people that exist on this planet that we inhibit. Um, And this isn't people that like have heard the gospel, but they just haven't accepted it yet. No, this is a whole nother group 
of people that just haven't even heard it. And I know billion is kind of like, you know, all or every. It's like so big. I don't think I've seen a billion of anything. Like maybe rice, but I don't know, even know if a billion of that. But it's so hard to even get our brain around billion. But what if we were to reverse it? What if you and me made up part of that 3.2 billion of unreached people? That if someone came and shared with you the good news, you would accept it, but no one has come to share it with you. And so you continue to live in darkness. What would you, like, what would you want people that knew Jesus, what would you want their response to be? And so in light of that, in light of seeing this number, what, what should our response be? And the good thing is Jesus tells us what our response should be. He tells us to go. So I want to look, lastly, at verse 20, because this verse really pulls everything together. So Jesus ends his like little paragraph with his friends saying, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus isn't telling us to go out and do this in our own power and strength. He knows we would not get very far if that were the case. He's saying, you know that authority we talked about, like the whole universe sustaining power stuff? Like that goes with you. That when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are given a helper, the Holy Spirit, and he holds this power. And so Jesus didn't just give us the command, but he gave us what we need to fulfill it. So I'm going to give you guys just a few moments to look at some reflection questions um, and be honest with yourself. I think it's easy after like a talk to be like, yeah, I'm going to like start 20 million new habits. And like, no, that's not realistic. Just think of like one way you could maybe take a step towards this goal this week. You can talk with your friends if you want.
Okay, I'm going to pull us back for a minute. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, so to close, I'm going to share with you guys my story of going. And my story of being sent actually starts with two girls living out these verses. So when I came to OU, I looked for fulfillment in any place you basically could. Good grades, uh, friends' approvals, attention from guys, partying, like any area you list, I probably tried it. But even after trying all those different areas, I still felt just this emptiness, and I knew something was missing. And so um, I actually ran into some girls from crew during this time. Their names were Allie and Katie, and I expressed to them this emptiness I was feeling. And they proceeded to share with me the gospel. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is what I was missing. This is where true fulfillment lies. And so... I believed what they shared, and I accepted it. But that wasn't the end of our relationship. Every week after that day, they would meet up with me, and they would share with me how the truths of the Bible applied to my life. And from that, I started to grow in my relationship with the Lord. And as I continued to grow in my relationship with the Lord— they started to encourage me to think about Ocean City Summer Mission. And I was super hesitant because I had no idea what to expect. Like, any time I asked people about Summer Mission, their response was, oh my gosh, it's amazing, you should go. And I was like, that's not helpful. I still don't have any practical <laughs> details. But I did know two things. I knew... It was a good place to grow in my walk with the Lord, and I knew that the two people that had been investing in my life, that have been um, loving me for weeks, that had been caring about my relationship with God, they were encouraging me to go. And so I ended up taking the step of faith to go, and it changed my life. It was there that I got to, for the first time, live among people that were my age, pursuing the Lord. But not only that, I was able to learn from them and be challenged by them. It was there that God showed me his heart for lost college students, which led me to join staff, which has led me to meet many of you, and has even given me the opportunity to go to the nations like Slovakia. And this was all because two girls just lived out these verses. And so I want to leave you guys with a question. What could someone else's story be because you were sent? Let's pray. Lord, thanks so much that you care for all of us individually, that you care about those who haven't heard your name before. Thank you that you promised to go with us and that we're not doing it out of our own strength. We're so thankful for you, Lord. We love you for the sacrifice that you've made for us. Go with us this week as we take a step towards making disciples of all nations. Amen. Thanks to our listeners for tuning into this episode of the 180 Podcast, a production of Crew in Southeast Ohio. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like, a share, or leave an encouraging comment, and that will go a long way toward helping others hear about the podcast. The podcast isn't the only thing that we do. Whether you're a student living on campus or if you're still at home studying virtually, we'd encourage you to check us out on social media to hear more about what's going on. You can follow us on Instagram at crew at OU, or to learn more about who we are and what we do, head over to our website, crew at OU.org. We'd encourage you if you visit the site to complete our involvement form to get more connected to all the things that are happening. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday for another episode of the 180 Podcast.